Hi, this is episode 24 of the Playing Full Out podcast. Focusing on what you need to do is keeping you stuck. Do you ever feel your days are busy, but you don't feel like you get stuff done? If this sounds familiar, you're, you're not alone. 2020 has been a uniquely disruptive year on productivity. In today's episode, I discuss the three steps I notice productive individuals do that those who are busy do not. And I show you how you can start being twice as productive so you can have more time to live more of the life you love. Let's begin. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hi there, friends. I've got a big and important episode for you today. It's on getting stuff done. And it is really, really important right now at a time when there seems to be more noise and more distraction than we are used to. 2020 has been one of those years that's been hard on productivity because even if you found yourself productive, and I'll define what that means in a moment, your systems and your structures have changed. You're likely not in the same environment that you were in prior to March 1. If you've always been challenged being productive before, then you may be finding that your problem has only been amplified. Not to worry because I'm going to change that for you today. In fact, I'm going to take these next two episodes to break down how productivity works and how you can become far more productive so that you have time to be with your family, friends, exercise, spend time on your hobbies or whatever else you want. It's more of what you want. I'm going to give you the steps to help you allow your productivity to soar. Then Next week, I'm going to give you a killer tool to guarantee to nail your exact vital few activities down. These are those that are meant to be done every single day that will move the needle on your work. And I've, I've used both of these things that I'm going to share with you today with my clients, and it has helped them scale their impact as leaders while also being able to be more present with those they love, with their family in particular, but also with friends, colleagues, and extended families. And when I started to do these in my own business, my business expanded and my life became easier and I had more time for the things that I wanted for me. That's things like playing with the kids or um, browsing new books, planting flowers, So I'm a person who likes to do a lot of things. I'm multi-passionate. And when I got a hold of how to change my productivity system, things for me changed. 
And many of the conversations that I've had over the last few months, the topic of productivity inevitably comes up. I talk to people a lot who tell me how busy they are. I don't seem to get everything done. And then there's this list of reasons why this is so. I can often tell a person's relationship with time based upon what they're getting done and how they talk about it. Here's the reality. Here's the problem. If you focus on what you need to do, you will stay stuck. You will not grow. This is because being busy is not the same as being productive. Smart, highly functioning, well-meaning, gifted leaders are spending their time on tasks that they shouldn't be. And I hear and see this in my conversations daily. A lot of time, we spend too much time on the wrong things and then can't understand why we aren't producing more. I was just on a call with a colleague in a mastermind I'm in. She happens to be in Zimbabwe. And while we here in the U.S. have seen the challenges of not being prepared for COVID-19 in our own hospitals, Zimbabwe was at an entirely different level. It's, they actually had 11 incubators at one point. Yes, I said 11 for the country of Zimbabwe. And this woman and friend has taken it upon herself to bring together a team of engineers and donors and organizers for a super initiative in light of them especially having no money and lots of government crime and other challenges. Her question in essence was, how do I get it all done? And it's a good one. And she had has obviously more than can be done that we can see that when you're starting something like that. And yet never in her life has there been a time for her to be more productive and to get stuff done. So it's a valid question. After all, her ability in this particular situation is directly going to affect life or death for many. So I share this extreme story, but this is not for every person who's in business or leading a family or a team exactly in this way, but it is still the same question. How do I get more done? How do I become productive on what matters most? So the question I often get is something around how can I not work so hard? How can I be more productive? How can I scale? I'm worried I can't scale, or if I scale, or if I do take on more or influence at a higher level, then I'm going to, other parts of my life are going to suffer. This, as I said, is especially in life where there's a lot of noise and distraction right now. And it's not just just about getting stuff done, but it's about getting the stuff done that really matters. Because the reality is, it doesn't matter how busy you are, or how many hours you're putting in, the question is how productive are you? Productivity is only about what you produce. It doesn't matter how long it took you to do it. It's only about producing the end product. We all know that we have the same amount of hours in a day, so why do some seem to get so much more produced than others? I'm going to show you how they do that. First, there are a few huge shifts that must occur before you begin to work the strategy because we know from the neuroleadership growth method, which is my proprietary method to talk to the brain in the way the brain works, that before any action we do or that we don't do, whether it's conscious or unconscious, 
that we had a thought about that action. What's your thought? Because that thought is going to create a feeling and that feeling will have you show up to act or not. So this is your first huge mental shift. And the huge mental difference is that when you stop telling yourself you don't have enough time, when you, you will make a difference. When you think that thought, the, that feeling that follows is most likely overwhelm, anxiety or worry and confusion. That is not the state that brings forth your most efficient, productive self. So instead of, I don't have enough time, instead move your attention to, I have the time I need. So if you knew for a fact that you had the time you need to get that email written or the proposal out or the COVID return to work policy written, how would you feel? Stress, the feeling of stress as a result of lack and scarcity of time in particular has never been a superpower for becoming more productive or efficient as much as some people would like to tell themselves so. So it's very significant to be able to move from I don't have enough time to I have the time I need. I think that what I all, the way I always know this is because two specific events in my life are ones that give me evidence and credibility to this idea that there is plenty of time for what I need. And that is making flights, an airplane flight, and being packed, as well as the second one is Christmas. Both of those experiences, I am always ready for a flight. Somehow, even if I've woken up the morning before and I the morning of and I haven't packed, I get to that plane. I will make it happen given whatever amount of time I have to make it happen. The second one is Christmas. It's a time, I think, for a lot of people of a lot of stress, but I haven't hit a Christmas where someone isn't opening a present, where something, it might not all look and be at an A+, but as I will remind you, B-80% minus is enough. So that is, there is enough time to get it done. You will show up with your teeth brushed. You will show up with your body there. It will happen. The second big, huge mental difference is when you stop thinking of your effort and instead, what did you produce? You don't want to be busy. You want to be highly productive. You don't just want to get and put in a lot of effort. And I see a lot of people spinning their wheels, putting in a lot of effort and feeling really busy. You want to be instead super efficient and highly productive. Then you don't have to work so many hours. And that is something that I'm always asked about. That's how do I work less hours? And why am I not working less hours? Then when you are doing this, when you are able to shift your mental idea from I'm just thinking of how much effort instead of what do I produce, you're going to be energized around what you produce. And then that produces more momentum. Otherwise, you're going to become exhausted and burn out. It doesn't matter how much time you put in. It's, again, about what you produce. So let's stop for a moment. Look at what you've produced in the past month or quarter. And let's even make this a little bit simpler than that. Look at what you produced yesterday. If you know that you've been very busy but not producing anything, then just stick with me. The first step is to acknowledge it. 
or if you've been productive in your mind, but you want to be more productive, stick with me. Now think of something that you do on a daily basis that takes time. Maybe it's as simple as creating an article for the company or preparing for a client meeting. Maybe it's the three calls you make to let people know what you have to offer or your potential sales calls. If you were to change your perspective around each of those from from being an activity or a task and instead look at what you want to produce, it will change your approach in it and your outcome. And I'm going to say that one more time because I think it's really important distinction that people don't make, which is you have to change your perspective from working on a task or activity to something you want to produce. Give yourself the goal of productivity. You don't want to focus on hours. It's all about the result. Another word that I use often is it's all about the intention, starting with the end in mind. Too many people make the mistake of working off their to-do list. And I did this for years. And my to-do lists, if you look at them, go from A to double Z. So front backs, front backs. We can, and if we're working off our to-do list, we can get dizzy and it's very easy to get confused. You're constantly having to reprioritize, which leaves you very, very unproductive. It's very important that you don't work off of a to-do list. You want to know what your most important pieces are that you're producing or that lead to production and then spend your time on that. And I'm going to give you a super simple but really highly insightful exercise in our next episode to make sure that you know what these high impact activities are. And I want you to, you're going to, you know, so you're, I will give that to you in the next time. But for now, I want you to just choose from your current, if we call it your to-do list, what you think are your most important activities for today. And then think of what you want to produce. Convert whatever that those two or three items are from an activity to a product. And then you are going to calendar your time. This means you're going to time block it is another way that said it's you're going to put it in your schedule. You don't want to spend time on activity results. You want to give yourself a specific amount of time to produce something. If I need to produce this podcast, I'm giving myself an hour. It will take as long as I give myself. That's the law of Parkinson's at work, which says that our work will take as long as we give it. It will expand to the time we give it. When you give yourself a short amount of time to produce something, then you're very focused and there is actually less stress. Your alertness goes up and your productivity goes up. The reality is you want to feel efficient because that efficiency gives you further momentum. Think about what you're asking yourself to do. It requires setting intention and intentions equal results and intentions also equal productivity. Intentions always mean you're going to hit your result because intentions always start with the end in mind or what has to be produced and then you put your attention there. So it's your intention plus attention which leads you to productivity. The reality is that most wasted time and effort comes from worry and confusion. 
And if we give ourselves an inordinate amount of time, we will spend the time that's not needed to produce the actual product. We'll spend that on worry and confusion and emotional uh, matter. But if you squeeze out the amount of time so there's not time for that worry or confusion, you're going to have an entirely different approach and a different outcome. I'll give you an example. I just got back yesterday from a brief time away at a lake that we really have frequented a lot in the past. And I was recalling with my family one year when I had the three kids there, my husband had come back early for a work meeting. And so I kept them at the lake. And at that time they were, we decided yesterday they were eight, six, and three. I decided to have an adventure, a mommy adventure. And I rented three paddle boards and I put my three-year-old on the back of a bigger board, which I was steering and using. And we went out on the lake, very peaceful, tranquil, tiny lake. And easy peasy, everyone's cruising around. And then all of a sudden, it became time to get back to the place from which we had rented. And at that point, I realized why everything had been so easy peasy. We had been going with the current. And when we were turned around, it became very difficult and slash impossible to get for these, the, the, the three of us to get our boards back. I was capable and I had one of mine, the three-year-old on my board, but the eight-year-old and six-year-old were not. And at that point, what I realized is, and this is, happens all the time, you have many examples of this, but it's very specific, is that I was very focused. I had to produce an outcome. This wasn't just a task of doing my board. I had a specific amount of time I was getting myself because I couldn't get to, I could only, I got off my board. I held one board with one arm. I held the other board with another, but there's a third board that was floating out there, the eight-year-old. And I couldn't get her home. And so I had to go into very specific, efficient thinking. I had a different approach and different outcome. There was not a, a, a very long amount of time. I had a very specific amount of time. And I didn't get into worry, confusion, or fear. I simply was getting these two boards over, and I would go back out for her. And we were we were very far away and in the middle of the lake, and it didn't seem like anyone was out there recognizing that we were in need of help. So I was able to do it because I had produced a time. I let go of worry and confusion. I simply did the task. Like I said, we all have examples of those. That's a personal example. One of my favorite examples was came probably over a decade ago, because I, and I know this because it was Marie Forleo who was sharing that there was one random day when she had put out stuff to potentially be um, introduced or met by Tony Robbins, and his team called and said that in three days they wanted her to fly out to California to do some interviews live interviews that they would be putting on at that time. It was CDs that they would then be sending out to their uh, a subscription. And she shared that she had two days, 48 hours in essence, to produce a lot. And that when given that amount of time, she could. It's sort of like if you say you're going to write a book over a year, you could probably get that same book done in 90 days. Again, this goes to the, the law of Parkinson's that our work fills up to the amount of time that we give it. And when you have a deadline on something or that you give it a specific 15-minute or hour-long increment, you will produce a different, a different experience and a different outcome because you're going to approach things differently. I think about my own personal example of myself giving a finite time to, again, produce a result and getting three kids to land. 
I knew again, I needed to produce. I was super focused and super clear. You want to be super focused. You want to be super clear. The reality is when you focus on what you're producing, you can do twice as much as you currently do in less time. I've worked with people to move from 60 hour work weeks to 40 hour work weeks and from 40 to 20. They've either either had the same or better results because they changed their mindset around being busy to being productive. They got very focused and they knew what they wanted to produce. So I'm going to give you three steps here to productivity as I see it. And some of this is just so you can get crystal clear on how you can double your, your impact, your influence, your productivity. The, step, the first step, is, and I'll review it, is that you have to change your mental mindset to I have the time I need because somehow it's always going to work out. You have that time that you need because when you go from I don't have enough time to I have the time I need, your body physiologically shifts and moves into a higher state, brain science shows us, of intelligence, creativity, problem solving. So that is a choice that you make that shift of where you're putting your attention in terms of your mental mindset. The second mental shift within step one is I'm not about doing a lot. I'm about being productive. What am I producing? Big difference. And starting with mindset of I am being productive. Your day will look entirely different and it probably can end at three as opposed to six. Step two and this is really important. You've got to give yourself a time limit. Give yourself a time limit. It's absolutely amazing how much more can be produced within half of the time. The thing is with this that there is no room for per- perfectionism or for being a control freak. Both control and perfectionism are non existent realities. Get clear with that. They don't even exist. There's no such thing as perfection. And there is no such thing as you controlling. Although many people are lost in both of those illusions and are, are, are chasing their tail on a daily basis to do both. And in turn, they put themselves in highly stressed out states. So when you can get to a place when you understand, and if you are a leader with something here to move and put out to the world, you're going to have to get into 80% is enough. I have mentor who tells me 70% is enough. But B minus work is good enough because you want to produce more so that you have more opportunity for wins. You have more opportunity for meaning, for putting out what it is that, that, that is your bright light or makes you matter or is, allows you to help and shift others. Done is always better than perfect. You've heard that said before. Obviously, you can't put out F work or sloppy work, but it also doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be high quality. Finally, step three is plan. It can seem that planning can take more of your time and make you unproductive. And I think many people consider it time consuming and so they don't do it. But if you don't know how to plan, if you aren't planning ahead, you're not setting intention. You're not 
you're not thinking through all of the steps or breaking it down. You never want to leave your day without knowing your plan for the next day, without having your day blocked out, without having it scheduled down to the hour. If you have those, once you know those high impact activities and you've converted them to a product that you're going to produce, you put them into a time increment and you give yourself that amount of time to get it done. When you block time, you become more productive. You become, it, it becomes, there is less emotion around it. Have the time blocked for every high impact productivity commitment that you have. Whether, again, it's a 15 increment to a 30 minute increment. When you follow this process, your productivity will soar. Taking a look at my productivity and has been one of really the biggest changes I've made and I see it with my clients as well is really saying, okay, how am I going to be able to influence at a higher level? How am I going to be able to impact at a higher level? I get asked these questions all the time because there's this fear. If I have more success like that, I'm going to have to work harder. And the reality is, is that you can actually do less better And we're going to talk about that in next week's episode. I will be back with you next week, and I'm going to show you how to absolutely guarantee, not just hope, that you're identifying your vital few tasks that are responsible for your greatest achievement and influence and happiness. Have a really beautiful week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.